Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. This week's episode of Zane's World is brought to you from Maui, Hawaii. Free by TrueCar and Pluto TV. You'll hear more about them in a bit, but for now, enjoy the show. One, two, Hop on a boat, a car, a train, a plane. It's time to go around the world with Zane. We are back. Uh, are you going to stand the whole time? Well, I just sprayed um, sunscreen all over yeah, me, yeah. and I don't want to like sit down and then have it rub off on the chair. Yeah, that's fine. You okay. don't, yeah. So I'm just kind of standing here until it absorbs, and then I will sit. Yeah. Okay. You look kind of funny. Um, so this is uh, another Maui edition of Zane's World. Aloha. Oh wow, that's fantastic. Thank so you. it's so authentic. I'm really um, good at we would stuff. normally okay. So we would normally open the door here. We're at the Westin, and we would normally open the door. Mel, matter of fact, Mel, can you go open the door? Yeah. Would, can I reach would, it? With yeah. This with, with you, you can reach it with your microphone. And we'll kind of give you an idea of sort of what's happening here. There's a little bit of, this is called improvement. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, go That's ahead. a heavy door. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Mel is now out on the balcony recording the natural sounds of uh, what's happening here. I'm at getting the some city sounds for you. Yeah, that's fantastic. All right, you can come back in now. You, you can come back in now, Mel. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. I can and hardly s- hear you. Dude. Yeah. And so uh, they're doing some... Can you hear the jackhammer? It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> they have three of the four pools closed and the pond. And it, I'll tell you what, it's going to be amazing when we come back yeah. here next year. Yeah. When you come back in like three months, it's going to be yeah. spectacular. Yeah. Or if you come now... If you're coming in two days... Don't expect to have to pay your resort fee because um, <laughs> uh, we got that waived. Um, all right. So we um, – yeah. Th- so we're, we're here in Maui, um, and Mel's drinking a – what is it? That's not a Mai Tai. No. I actually modified a drink, and I got – Oh, my God. What? Stop trying to be technical, whatever it is that you're doing it's here. It's a gin and tonic with a splash of passion fruit okay. juice. So um, uh, real quick. Okay. So for uh, anyone who has been trying to get a an adventure hoodie, we did an adventure hoodie – a Kickstarter a few years ago, and then came back out with them, renamed it the Voyagers Hoodie, and made a lot of improvements. Um, that sold out in a week when we had it in our store. So we are pre-ordering them now. Uh, I realize we also have a Kickstarter, which is basically a pre-order for the Adventure Backpack. But the hoodie you can get right now, normally one thirty-nine uh, on sale right now for pre-order. This is important for ninety-nine. What? But if you use the coupon code VIP twenty you get an additional 20% off. So it's basically $79. You sure about that, buddy? <laughs> it's pretty low. It's pretty I low. I just imagine. That's the lowest yeah. they've ever been. Yeah. Right. Is my math right? Yeah. Anyway, just go do it before I, before I come to my senses. So, um, yeah, just like and one, then, and then, one too many lava flows by the <laughs> pool for you. Hey, I'm feeling, like, I'm feeling generous. Let's do this. Um, all right. So, and, I'm, and then also to set the scene, we are sitting in our hotel room. Uh, on the bed, and Mel just sprayed sunblock, which I'm now ingesting. Well, it is organic, so it can't Great. be like... By the way, so is arsenic. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. And what else, Mr. Other, I got uh, things? Other poisonous things, like, you know, Night are shade. organic. Nightshade. Night Chips and weed. Um, so I don't think chips and... Uh, is that poison? Yeah, it's a, like yeah, it is. If you take too much, it's like a severe... Yeah. like. Mel, Mel reads a lot you. of, uh, you know, books from... 
the turn of the century or 18th century or go back to the 14th century and knows how to poison people. So if I ever oh, disappear, yeah. I she's a legit su- suspect, suspect number one. No, I'm not. Um, so we at, at our hotel, we were heading out one day and Mel handed me a, a flyer. Uh, there was a beach cleanup, which I didn't I would have happily joined, but I didn't see that until this is another we example got off. of you not listening to me. And I wasn't listening. I didn't listen to you. And so anyway, on the flyer, which you have here someplace. No, oh, I just um, finally folded it up and put it in the work folder. Okay. So um Zane Schweitzer is a um, I, I think he uses his middle name, Zane Kikoa Schweitzer. Kaoki. Oh, did I say it wrong? Mm, we'll find out in the interview because I said it right there because I was reading it. Okay. So I reached out to him on Instagram and said, hey, dude, I'm in. Hey, brah. No, you didn't say yeah. that because you would embarrass me. Yeah. Um, we, I, I'm, uh, I'm in Maui. I'd love to have you on my podcast. His name is Zane. He's one of the top surfers in the world. I think I said it right. Look, oh, it's no, on his right. book right here. Keikoa. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, yeah, yeah. You said it right. Sorry, I've been drinking. Um, And so uh, I reached out to him. He invited us up to his house. We met his family. His father is like an 18-time world champion in windsurfing. His grandfather invented it. If you've ever heard of like Hobie, which of course, if you know, if you've ever worn the brand, like Mm -hmm. that that guy was like friends with his grandfather. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't um, and then his mom kid on Baywatch named Hobie after all that. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know why that just came to mind. That's like a blast from the past, I right? guess. That's not even nerdy. That's just weird. Okay. Um, and so uh, we went up to his house, met his whole family, sat there on his... so nice. His... Um, what do you call it? Not like a veranda. If a you're patio. Your, no. If you're here, you call it a lanai. Oh, okay. Sat out on his lanai and just shot the shit until f- the sun was going down. And then we realized at the end of the interview... Uh, it was, it was com- com- pitch completely yeah. dark. We had lost because Mel. Because this is like a three and a half acre compound. So yeah. it's not yeah. like everybody's houses are dotted around. And by the way, don't stuff. don't think like mowed grass. No, no. It's like wild stuff. It, it's, it's it's wild. There's oh like a hundred fruit trees. Yeah, it's crazy. Like yeah. bananas, papayas, and Mel mangoes. And Mel was exploring, looking, looking for lizards. Of course, yeah. And then his mom was there she and said. She came and found me. So would you she like? So would, you, nice. would you like a cocktail? Mel yeah. said, "But of course I would." <laughs> I, well, I, hello there. <laughs> hello. <laughs> what, what makes lizard Do hunting I? better but cocktails? So, uh, this is an amazing guy. He gave me his book called "Beneath the Surface." I started reading it last night. I got through forty-five pages of it. Not because it's like, not because it's a super easy read. It's a good read, but because it's it's pretty enthralling. And he's very honest about like what he's gone through. He's a very mature, which you have to be to be like a world champion. He is. Waterman, he's, surfer, windsurfer. He's definitely like, what I would call like an old soul in that yeah. he has wisdom before his years. You would look at him and think differently. Yeah. But then you talk to him and it's like two smart sentences dude. in. Yeah. You're like, oh my gosh, this guy is so smart and he's so wise. A lot of it is like... And he's so kind. It's a, insane. A lot of it is because he... Well, obviously his upbringing, his parents, mm-hmm. but he was he was either on tour starting at the age of like 11 and 12 right. uh, and then homeschooled by his like an amazing grandmother and like all the things... He's been journaling, so like he's just an amazing writer. He's very intelligent. He he's on like a quest for knowledge. He wants to be a better, smarter person. And also, which is pretty amazing. He strives to make a difference in people around yeah. him, yeah. and and you can tell that from right off. Like, there's no standoffish. He's just very open and giving. Yeah, you know, and happy to meet you, and happy to be like, 
what can I do to make your day better? You're right. Like when and we when we got incredible. there, he was like he was I think he was just wearing shorts and flip flops. Yeah, and he was. Okay, awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and he was like collecting fruit. Correct. Um, and he was like collecting mint like as we got there he was he didn't he like was very nice and like got a hug and like and good to meet you whatever and then he like went about his thing and like we followed him as he was collecting mint and collecting other things that he was using to make us some drinks while we were there it was i you know i actually did get a picture of the table because he of his collection yeah and i was saying to zane i was like you know when people come over for a podcast or for work at some point we were like do you want some water a yeah. soda water or a beer and yeah. i'm like man we got to step up our game because oh, he point. like grabbed limes from a tree grabbed oranges from a, a paloma tree, a lime. used a machete to crack a coconut to give us that's coconut right. water you're right he went and picked mint he washed it yeah. steeped it yeah. in hot water yeah. to make us a fresh mint but what was but what was really interesting cocktail. is he said um he said hey google set an alarm for five minutes for eight minutes because he wanted to know when the tea was done. Yeah. Which is so funny because he's out there living on the land and then just was on his lanai and I guess the Google could hear him and like set the alarm for him. But that's not kind of his funny. first cocktail either for him to know it needs eight minutes to steep that. No, no. It was, it's just, it's a, the generation. Like I didn't have that kind of thing. It was surprising like when he was so living off the land and then just said into the air, hey, Google set an alarm for eight minutes. It's just kind of a, I thought it was just sort of a, Interesting God dichotomy of... You know. All right, yeah, let's go to our interview right now with Zane Schweitzer. You're going to love this guy. Let us give it up for TrueCar for sponsoring yet another episode of Zane's World. TrueCar. With TrueCar, 60 seconds is all you need to get an offer for your car. And the amount of time it takes me to read this copy to you, you can pet your dog, you can do some push-ups, you can also get a true cash offer best of all you can do it from your smartphone or even from your home home just go to true car and simply enter in your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up answer a few questions and you get an accurate true cash offer from a local true car certified dealer it is that easy after that you can bring your car in they'll check it out with you together you can ask questions. You can get the answers you need so there's no surprise. Then simply leave with your check, cha-ching, or trade in your car, beep, beep, beep. For, sorry, for a new ride. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, beep, beep. check out True Car beep. today. True Cash Offer not available in all areas. Cannot believe it's already week 11 in the NFL, but here we are. Some huge matchups this weekend. Ross Tucker from the Ross Tucker Football Podcast here with you. And as I've said forever, it's all about betonline.ag. Sign up today, free account, use promo code PODCAST1. You get a 50% welcome bonus. Thursday night, Browns laying two and a half points to the Steelers. I am not picking the Cleveland Browns to win two games in a row. Give me the Steelers and the points. Looking at some of the marquee games. How about the Ravens and the Houston Texans? Ravens are playing awesome right now, but I'll take the Texans getting the points. You guys know me. I like the points. I'll take the four points for the Houston Texans. I like the points for the Miami Dolphins. The Patriots and the Eagles, I'm taking the points for Philly. Last time out, Patriots lost. I think this Eagles team has a chance to win the game. If they lose, I think it'll be a close game. I'll take those three and a half points, and you can take all of that to betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and tell them Ross sent you. 
Alexa isn't the only one with breaking news. Make sure to hang around at the end of this podcast for the latest breaking headlines on the AP News Minute. The series, that's right, series finale of Game of Thrones is this Sunday, and the mighty Rob Sesternino will have all the analysis on post-show recaps right here on Podcast One. Spoiler alert, Rob Cicernino's show, Post Show Recaps, right here on Podcast One is awesome. Get the lowdown on all the hit shows like Walking Dead, Star Trek Discovery, and of course, Game of Thrones from a man who is so into TV, he had his bachelor party at the Magnavox factory. Where is that? Join Rob and friends and download new episodes of Post Show Recaps exclusively on Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com. Also, remember to rate and review because we appreciate your feedback. Here at Zane's World, we are all about free. That's why it's our privilege to introduce you to your new favorite streaming service, Pluto TV. I am now a big Pluto fan. Believe us, you are going to love it. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand. There's even options for music, news, classic cartoons, And more, Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch all your favorite programming. It's the easy and completely legal way to watch your Mm -hmm. favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. And best part, you can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. So, What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. Get more info today at Pluto.tv. It's his world. We're all just living in it. It's time for Zane's World. So I'm sitting here at Zane Schweitzer's house, your family. Let's call this a plantation (laughs) because it is, right? Yeah, totally. Family farm. And and I'm you're looking at your house, but I'm I'm sort of facing the ocean Lahaina right here, right? Yep, right out in front of us. It's beautiful Lahaina town. So amazing. And so instead of being inside, we're sitting outside. And I don't know if you can hear. the bir- Now the sun's gone down, the birds are kind of calming down a little bit, right? Yeah, usually right when the sun starts to approach the horizon, they get they get pretty active. And they, then once the sun gets yep. towards close to it and yeah. under it, they quiet down and Now they're sort of calm down. <laughs> so, dude, it's, it's, it's very awesome to meet you. Thank you for having me up to your house. I want to say the only other Zane Zanes that I meet are like kids because now it's like a kid's name. <laughs> but like how many other Zanes have you met? I've met um, probably – you're the third Zane I've okay. met. I've met two other Zanes and uh, – Younger. The other two were younger. We're yeah. kids. And you're Z- Z-A-N-E. Yes. And just like you. <laughs> yeah. But, but if you go to Starbucks now, because of the one who's in – was it like One Direction? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Z-A-Y. I get that a lot. Oh, just like One Direction. I'm like, yeah. no. No. Not. No. Not like, <laughs> not like One Direction. <laughs> nah, yeah. So, so uh, your middle name is uh, Kekoa? Kekoa. Kekoa, yeah. which means like brave. Yeah, the warrior. brave or warrior. And And it's a little, you know, I guess ballsy of your parents to give you that name – not knowing that you would actually turn into what that is you're personifying that both i think through your your surfing your waterman uh pursuits but also through your environmental stuff right so so let's let's talk about like what what the the waterman is yeah well i think it's that's a term that's thrown around a lot uh lately Mm -hmm. what is a waterman and i believe a waterman truly is uh the ability to adapt with our ever-changing conditions on the ocean okay because our winds and our currents, they, they never have a break. Right. And they're always changing. And okay. Day to day, 
uh, as a skilled waterman or ocean athlete, we have to have the ability to adapt mm-hmm. with the ocean and the ever-changing conditions. And so being able to have a lot of uh, crafts mastered under your belt allows you to freely adapt with these conditions, you know? And so the the waterman that you are now, uh, that you that you won, the waterman the championship. Ultimate waterman. Ultimate waterman. It's made up of eight Eight different disciplines. Eight. Okay. It's, it's actually between eight to ten different disciplines, depending on the conditions. So you don't necessarily know when you're going there what you'll be doing, per se? Well, the only two that are up in the air yeah. are barrel riding and big wave surfing. And so Got it's it. not okay, for, we I go see. during the time of the year mm-hmm. where we hope to get big waves. And, and, and what, what are the eight disciplines? The disciplines are between, of course, the roots of most water sports that yeah. people know, which is surfing. So we have shortboard surfing, longboard surfing, stand-up paddle surfing. Uh-huh. And then we also have a number of different endurance racing sports on the water, like swimming, okay, canoe paddling. And underwater what? Underwater strength and endurance. Okay. Paddleboard racing on your stomach, uh, in and out of waves. This is uh, the lifeguard style of of uh I guess um checking the condition of their of their lifeguards, right? So it's a it's the lifeguard sport. So between those eight different sports and the underwater strength and endurance is actually almost three in one. Yeah. Because the underwater strength and endurance we swim uh three meters underwater. Okay. And then we go and hold a fifty kilogram weight. Or excuse me, it's four meters underwater, twelve feet. Okay. Uh and and is it always in the ocean? Or is it sometimes in a pool, or is it, oh, is it always The out? underwater strength and endurance challenge is in the ocean. Okay. Because we want to keep it uh, consistent times for all the athletes. If we were in the ocean, we would have throughout the different times that athletes are going different current speeds that would be either pushing against us or with us. Okay. And so to avoid um, the timing being off from the environment, uh, we do it in an Olympic pool. Got so, it. Okay. Okay. And it has to be a deep Olympic pool. That's the thing. So right. we go 12 feet deep, hold a 50 kilogram weight for 45 seconds. And so you dive down 12 feet, you okay. feel the pressure in your head. You, yeah. You have to uh, regulate your your ears as yeah. you go down, you equalize as you're and then down. you sit there holding that weight for 45 seconds until you hear a horn underwater. And so it's it's 45 kilos, it's maybe like 120 pounds. Yeah, it's a heavy weight, but underwater it's a lot lighter. It's like <laughs> yeah, it's like half. It's enough to keep your feet against the cement or on the bottom. Okay. And so that comes to our next point of yeah. this of this challenge. After you hear this 45-second horn blare underwater, you then are signaled to run 25 yards across the bottom of the pool with this weight. Carrying the weight. Gotcha. And so you run across the bottom of the pool with this weight. Yeah. You drop the weight on a sensor. If you drop it off the sensor, time's deducted. You have goggles on? Oh, yeah. So okay. some, some athletes uh, decided to not use goggles, but I think most athletes wore goggles. Okay. Yeah, and um, I guess... One of the biggest parts about the challenge, of course, you got to be able to hold your breath. Yeah. You want to be able to have a fast technique running underwater, putting your body in a hydrodynamic position so yeah. that as you run through that dense water, you're moving fluid right. hydrodynamically. And then you have to be con- conscious about p- placing the weight on the sensor. And if you just drop it and yeah. swim 12 feet up to the top and it's off the sensor, you get time added to your score. You then place it on the a sensor, swim up 12 feet, hit a bell, and then freestyle swim back. And the whole thing's timed. And the whole thing's timed. 
And how do you practice for this? You have you do this when you're like yes, okay. I would practicing for that one there's a number of things we could do for cross training but putting it into play is the biggest way like actually getting in there and doing it is for sure and i'm not doing it in a pool i would do it um at home uh in the ocean swim down uh you know at least 10 feet to a sandy bottom right find a rock so make it more difficult for yourself than the pool would be yeah yeah well it's just it's what's available yeah i don't like chlorine yeah you know i'd rather train in the ocean yeah (laughs) i mean you 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 have it here right yeah right there's two there's the ultimate waterman champion but then there's the other the master of the ocean yes so these are just two different uh like organizations yeah so the uh the master of the ocean and the ultimate waterman are both focused on the demographic for an multi-sport athlete in the ocean or okay. a waterman or a okay. waterwoman and uh the ultimate waterman is what you could call more like a decathlon got it. whereas the master of the ocean is more like a triathlon got it so the master of the ocean is four different sports it's the it's actually includes more so wind sports got it two surf sports two wind sports whereas the ultimate waterman doesn't include wind sports and do you have a a biological advantage because your your grandfather is that right invented windsurfing is, is that right <laughs> that's correct okay. yeah my grandfather Hoyle Schweitzer in the the late sixties uh, he grew up in California and okay. was a surfer and sailor and you know his group of friends revolutionized the whole surfing industry not only him with the invention of of windsurfing during his college years but his group of friends that he surfed with every day they were all uh, forward thinking and and suit and innovators I yeah. mean. Uh, his his group, his posse that he surfed with every day was Tom Moray, Grubby Clark, and Hobie Alter. I mean, if, yeah, if you right. know anything about ocean sports. Then you, sports, know, the, you know who those guys are. These yeah. people revolutionized ocean sports. Tom yeah. Moray invented the boogie board. Grubby Clark brought about Clark Foam, which revolutionized surfboards, bringing boards from wood material. Hold on, to ho- a- hold on one second. Hey, Mel, we got a gecko. <laughs> Sorry. We have to point out. I love the wife yeah, the gecko. We, we have so to cool. point out. So when I reached out to you and said, hey, let's can, can, you, can we do this podcast together? And I said, I'm going to bring my wife, but don't worry, like wherever you are, she's just going to hunt for lizards the whole time. And it sounds like a joke, but that's literally what she do, what she's doing. I have my headphones on, so I can't tell where she is if she's nearby, but it just was a, a house gecko that ran by. What did you make, tea? Yeah, and so then, right and, here I'm pouring us some fresh mint tea from our garden. And so the other thing, thanks, thank you. Okole Moluna. Moluna. Okole Moluna, right on. Wow, what is in that? It's and lime. That is amazing. Yeah. You live off that. Yeah, I love doing mint tea, and, and of course we live on a, on a citrus orchard, yeah. so we do a lot of citrus, orange, grapefruit, lime, and so you know if if we if we do choose to do mixed drinks and cocktails, we even like to mix it with this yeah this juice. Well, okay, let's I guess let's set the scene right, like where so we're we're facing Lahaina, that's probably what like half mile, quarter mile away. Yeah, about uh, 1.7 miles from uh, Oh, is it really? Oh, okay. Straight up the hill. It, okay. It looks a lot closer. Yeah, it does look closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then we're just looking out at a bunch of different fruit trees, and your parents live in this house over here. And then, so we have like this, is that apple banana? Yep, a lot of apple banana and around then, us. And this is papaya? Papaya. And then orange, lime. What is this thing? pomelo and or that's actually a lemon that's a big lemon <laughs> what, what is a what's a pomelo a pomelo is almost like a grapefruit it's a very large fruit uh but oh, is it that big thing right it's there it's this big oh god it's it. okay it's like the size of my head yeah and um the pomelos are like a grapefruit but a lot more sweet less bitter yeah 
Yeah. And so you, I mean, one of your things besides the, and I want to talk more about it, but the other, the other side of, I think of like the, the warrior mentality is, is really tackling, not, not, not to get too heady about it, but like tackling the norm and being like living off the land, you know, like having a plant-based diet. We talked about fishing. Like if you're, if the only time you're going to, you're going to eat it is if you catch it. And if you're, and if you catch it, you're going to honor it by eating it. Right. Mm -hmm. So is that something that your parents instilled in you? My father was a, a major inspiration when it comes to, I guess, honoring the process of, of food. Okay. My dad's a hunter, a fisherman, a major outdoorsman, just very connected with nature. Mm -hmm. So growing up, um, you know, whether we were dirt biking up in the mountains, fishing and surfing in the ocean, you know, he always made sure to uh, remind me of, of that connection we have with our environment. Yeah. And that we are, you know, a part of it. And with that, you know, he tried to share as much as he could, the pride he had for feeding the family with the food he caught. Mm -hmm. And so ever since I could remember, he was growing fruit trees and, and uh, going out fishing and bringing in big fish to the family. And, and uh, so I guess from a young age, diving and fishing was, was the start for me learning how to prepare food on my own. But So understanding that you, you – come from i'm not the first person to say this like surfing royalty right i mean from a lineage of of amazing surfers and stuff like that how is it that that you have uh you're 25 i can remember what i was doing when i was 25 i just got into los angeles and was trying to figure out how to make it in hollywood and um you know i mean i i guess i guess i was maybe a little bit a little bit more forward thinking thinking than a 25 year old just trying to figure out my, my my stuff but like for you you could have you could have sort of rode on the coattails of what the your you know your family did before you but you have some good work ethic that's what i'm getting at like what 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 do you think what do you think is the secret there as you by the way is this rum yeah, what are we so it into? now I'm going on to the next round yeah. as you're asking good, good. me this question. Yeah, so good, good. now we're icing down the the mint and lime tea. Oh, got it. And got we're going to add some some Maui Lahaina, old mm. Lahaina gold rum. Perfect. Yeah, back to the question, Yeah, though, back to, yeah. <laughs> I think it's fair to say that I definitely had a head start. No, yeah. no doubt. I mean, especially just from having a positive learning environment. Right. I mean, coming in and out of the house, uh, my dad's an 18-time world champion, by the way, mm -hmm. windsurfer, right. of course. He grew up under the wings of the inventor. And, you know, so coming in and out of the house, we had guys like Laird Hamilton, Dave Kalama, Robbie Nash, Rush Randall, Pete Cabrina, Archie Kalepa, all these world-renowned watermen that have revolutionized and pioneered so many of these sports that I'm so passionate about today. And yeah. if it wasn't for these guys coming in and my, out of my house and me seeing them going on these missions to search for giant 60-foot waves yeah. at 3 in the morning and me seeing them go out fishing and, and, and making a, an event out of it when they come home with the catch and, and when feeding you say, the And when you say home, by the family. way, you're talking about where we are right now. Yeah. I'm, I mean, or, or right there where your parents are. I actually, this is our family compound uh -huh. and our family farm. We've been here for 20 years, uh, but I actually grew up in Kahana okay. with my family, and that's okay. on the Upper West Side of Maui. Got it. And so we have a pretty tight community there and neighborhood. Our, our My grandparents my dad's side still live in Kahana, and... Uh, so, yeah, a lot of my early memories are, are out in Kahana, but, I mean, I've spent most more of my life here. 
And you <laughs> and, and you and we were talking about this before the we started recording that like you definitely had your sort of you know like your teenage angst years but you maybe had them a little sooner right because you started professionally surfing when you were what like 12 12 years old yeah. so i mean yeah my first event i ever won i was three years old but i wouldn't say i was hooked on being a competitor what, 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 or driven you what, what, know what, what, or anything what like was that. that event it was uh it's really popular actually on um, these parent kids contests okay um, where the parents, mother or father, is outside, and the mother or father is on the inside, and the father will push the kid in, and the mother will catch. Okay, got beach. it, got it. And so it's like teamwork. And uh, three years old. Yeah, and three years old, uh, I got to, you know, be out with a lot of a lot of older kids, yeah. and I had that board I won up in my room for so many years. That that might have been a, a something that motivated me to be competitive. But I don't remember that. I was going to say, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. The times that I remember feeling like motivated because, yes, just because I have these people around me mm-hmm. doesn't mean that I was going to be a world champion. And you, you know, and like when you um, won, was it when you were 17, was that your first major championship? My first world title in the sport of windsurfing. I was 17. And then, and so what happened right after that? We talked about before. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, was, I was out in Peru at a place called Lobitos. We were having the junior world championships by the I. FCA and um, I won my first junior world title and I was celebrating a little irresponsibly you yeah, know well, you got to imagine I was you were 17 I mean 17 years yeah. old and uh, I had a very different life uh, than most 17 year olds as I was traveling you know six months plus out of the year since they were you hanging 12. were you hanging with older kids for sure okay. and that's what I was getting to next okay okay not only did I have my parents and all of his friends influencing me more than the kids my age mm-hmm. but my older brother who's five years older than me <laughs> ever since I was a kid I've idolized him sure. and so I've always chased him and his friends around mm-hmm. his friends are some of the world's best surfers today mm-hmm. Dusty Payne Granger Larson Wesley Larson Kevin Sullivan and so I chased these guys around I would sneak into their car and when they would get to the surf spot I would run out into the water before they could stop me and they'd have to take care of me out there oh my God. you know That's so awesome. um I chased around older kids my whole life and I definitely am grateful for that and, and owe a lot of credit to surrounding myself around passionate people but I also can say I got myself into some other things maybe at too young of an age. Mm-hmm. And one of those being, you know, taking advantage of parties on my travels and meeting all kind girls and, and just getting crazy. And I was celebrating hard with, on some Pisco Sours, the mm-hmm. local drink in Peru, oh, which sure. has we, a raw egg and, yeah. and lime, I believe, yeah. with uh, I don't know what other kind of Just pis- Pisco and a little bit, of, little bit of simple syrup, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a very tasty drink. Very and, tasty. And difficult to gauge where you're going with it. Especially at 17 I, years old. Especially at 17 years old <laughs> when you have no, nothing to gauge it with, exactly. So this night started off with uh, car surfing down the uh-huh. beaches of Peru okay. after the awards ceremony right we went straight to our jeeps which they sponsored the event there was like they gave a bunch of kids these jeeps to ramble around right at a junior world championship so here i am on the roof of the car Mm -hmm. car surfing this thing we're all stoked we're and then they're slamming on the brakes and we're getting ejected laughing it's so fun and then we move (laughs) to the hillside we're ramble four-wheel drive up this cliff and we all get out of the cliff and we're like checking out the stars and i decide that I'm Superman and jump off this 30-foot cliff. Oh. And uh, I, I went there, straight down. There's water? 30 feet 
to a dry fall with no water under me. And I landed in a small patch of sand, only about the size of my body, yeah. with rocks all around. Wow. I was my brother and my best friends looking up at me from 30 feet above. Took them about five minutes to get to my body. Yeah. And I was still unconscious, no heart, no breath. And um, my brother started performing CPR on me. Wow. And, um, you know, they say it was about eight minutes until I, you know, came back to with a heartbeat. And then moments later to consciousness. And, yeah. And, um, and what do you remember? What's, rem- ne- what's remember, the next thing you remember? I remember waking up to people valuing my life. Yeah. And that's the simplest way to put it. Uh-huh. You know, there was a lot of faces around me that I didn't initially recognize, but my brothers was there standing out. Yeah. And my best friend, Connor, uh, and some of my best friends. Yeah. Um, actually, m- my teammate, Connor, wasn't there with me on that trip, but some of my other best friends were there with me along with my brother, and I remember seeing them just crying over me. Yeah. And like they were crying over a dead body. Yeah. And the the it, it sounds weird to say but i i feel that i was brought back with a pretty clear message mm-hmm. you know i don't want to say i had exp- I had a meeting with god after falling off this cliff drunk on per- pisco sours mm-hmm. but i came back feeling that my life is valued and feeling that i can't be taking this fortunate position for granted no longer mm-hmm. And that with my success, I need to uplift others in my environment. And ever since then, it's been a driving, motivating factor for me, whether I'm training, going the, about my personal life. The event or, life, or the feeling? That message, that, that feeling, and, and it was clear mm-hmm. to me that I was taking advantage of my position, mm-hmm. that I have a very fortunate opportunity, and that with this road to success chasing my goals of world titles it went from chasing golds to chasing goals right and everything i did from training to personal and professional life had a new motivation behind it and it wasn't about winning every event Mm -hmm. and getting the biggest sponsor it was about creating a positive ripple effect and i feel like that was the message i came back with very clear that i need to uplift others and my environment and, with my success. And so it's weird because it was such a dangerous event that could have easily taken your life. I'm sure that the people around you that were there felt some responsibility, so they were changed by that event as well. And so on on many, many levels, it's a shame that that happened. But, you know, you, you always try to find the upside of things. Totally. It's so easy to find the upside of that. Yeah. So getting past that, once you got past that, now you have this clear message, this clear driving force totally. of understanding your own mortality. Like it's, I mean, I don't you know? I don't wish this on anybody, anybody else. But like to find your own mortality at that young age is 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 a pretty powerful thing. Well, I don't think there's many teenagers that really think about you know mindfulness and and being I mean, present and, and I think the, a, valuing their life you know i think a lot of them in similar situations like come on man i was 17 i did stupid shit and a lot of kids did and you know what happened is 
with a lot of them, you either made it or you didn't make it, you know, mm -hmm. a little bit of Darwinism yeah. there. And so, you know, to enable for you to have the ability to have gone through it and then come out of it is a, it's, it's, it's a powerful thing. I, I it's, it's, it's good. And I, I, I appreciate you sharing that, you know, experience so that it's like, Oh man, I, 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 I'm grateful for the experience every day. And I tell you why, because I wouldn't have been able to touch the world the way I have. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been able to create the friends I have and experience the cultures. The, the, after this experience, every when I try, I've been to over 50 countries. After that experience, it's a goal of mine to teach kids how to surf. Yeah. To meet new friends, to taste the cult, taste the food, experience the culture, put my feet in the shoes of a local. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty proud to say more than my world titles that I've been able to introduce over 3,000 kids to healthy, active lifestyle practice with ocean sport and inspire them to be ocean guardians. And so I started a nonprofit called the Insane Supergrams, where we introduce kids to the ocean mm -hmm. and, and get them fired up on on lending a hand to our voiceless friend, the ocean and our environment. And, you know, with those experiences of near death and, and, and coming about, I wouldn't have been able to start this foundation. I wouldn't have had the, the courage to write my own book mm -hmm. and to put everything out there on a limb vulnerable. Yeah, I just, so I just saw that this book today, so Beneath the, beneath the Surface, what's yeah. the, what's, what is, cause I'm now, I'm now going to get it. By the way, if you're listening, you can get it on, it's like an ebook. you can get it on Amazon. What is that that you're drinking that I'm going to have some? Uh, yeah. Um, are you done with your tea? Then? Yeah. All right. Let's fill you up. Oh, actually, there's an empty cup here. Nice. So this is the mint and lime tea that we chilled with ice, and we added a little bit of old line of rum. Nice. Let's see how it is. Hopefully, is, it's good. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Maybe could use, actually, I didn't put rum in yet. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's smooth. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know with how with, with the lime you just hid the alcohol. Yeah, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're okay. adults, you know. I mean, let's just. Yeah, we can you know, and actually, after that drinking experience in Peru, where I almost died. It's not that I told myself I would never drink again. Yeah, but there is no doubt that I celebrate differently. Yeah, and 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 responsibly. And well, look, you know, a lot, a lot, <laughs> a lot of times when people are are celebrating, they are they're trying to find the threshold. Yeah, right. So like you a level of excitement is based on some risk right some some danger and so getting to that point is is really how some people feel alive mm -hmm. so you know when you get to check one of those things off then maybe you get to have a little bit of a different experience how old were you when you wrote the book so i wrote the book when my grandmother carolyn jackson my my biggest life coach my guardian angel today well when she was going through hospice and when she was on her deathbed and living at our house she inspired me at a young age uh, when i first started traveling to journal she told me that one day i wouldn't be bright enough to remember these experiences yeah. with the world and its people and that i should jot them down as much as possible and um i'm so grateful for that gift it's the most meaningful gift i've ever received in life was the motivation to journal and the gift of a journal. And you do it daily? Daily. Today I do it every day, morning and night. And um, it's it's through the practice my grandmother instilled on me, which is through gratitude. She would always, you know, and this is so cool because I would be a little, you know, five-year-old kid and she'd be 
talking to me about the attitude of gratitude and, and what I want to manifest for my day and, and how I'm going to align these omens. And, so awesome. and she connected me without even knowing it to spirituality mm-hmm. and to um, that, that, that connectedness to outside of ourselves. And I think that uh, I'm so grateful for all the values she left with me and my family and the culture she's made in our family. And uh, when she was sick, uh, there was a last fun project together. I figured she would get a kick out of oh, going to do through. that book. Yeah, I, I, I from your busted journals. out all these old journals, oh man. I have a bookshelf of all these journals, oh my and God, I, that's so we started going through these journals and just circling pages that were exciting. And and she looked at me and my auntie too, and there and my auntie actually said it. She's like, you know, promise me you're going to share these stories with the world. And, that was awesome. And right then and there. That was the start of beneath the surface. So, I mean, and that, and by the way, so that there can't. I mean, that's that's just your first book. Yeah. So there has to be because yep. because that was what like two years ago. That was two years ago, and, and you're continuing to journal. Yep. And have amazing experiences. So the next one on that topic of my life is going to be above the surface. God, okay, all <laughs> and right. That'll be the one that exposes. These parties and the re- other relationships Got it. Got it. and the, you know, because the beneath the surface, I talk about my near death experience mm-hmm. and I talk about my life lessons, but I keep the nitty gritty and the the deep dark things out, um, you know, especially that, as I, think I have a stuff. big kids community. I have a lot of kids that follow me. Got it. And so I got to wait till I get a little mm, older before I it. release them. And you have to kind of wait till they get a little older. Exactly. In a, in a way. Gotcha. Exactly. Gotcha. Just, yeah, I, I understand. And so I did actually already publish another book, though. I have a, the Blue Life Journal, which is a style of journaling similar to my daily practice. And so gratitude starts off my day. That's mm-hmm. something my grandma instilled with me. She would always inspire me to practice gratitude. She would say, Zane, I want you to hold these, these stones. And she made these stones called gratitude beads. And she would say that she wants me to recite seven things I'm grateful for daily, and they can never be the same thing. And as a young kid, I would I would look at her. This, and be like, this by the way, this lady is amazing. Oh yes, she she's ama- She really is. Wow. She I, I looked at her. I'm like, how can I think of seven things every day, and right. and how can they never always be different? And she said. She looked at me. She said, Zane, once you learn how to do that, you'll never have an excuse to not find happiness. And so it's like, it's amazing. Cause I live off this high of gratitude but that, that's, and that's the how, ocean. And- that's why you are a very mature 25 year old is because you've had some amazing mentors, the people that you've mentioned, but also your parents and your, and your grandmother. Yeah, totally. That's, that's my how- brother and his friends big time as well. So, so here's a question that, you know, so here's one of the things. Like, if you when when I'm about to like go on stage or something like that, it, it's this stupid th- tradition that, that you're not supposed to say good luck. Okay, <laughs> so you, you that's why people say break a leg. You've heard the break a leg, yeah. right? Oh, right. Yeah. So, so you say break a leg. You never say good luck because I don't know. It's a stupid superstition. Whatever. I don't care. People have said it to me. It doesn't ruin my night. Whatever. But so I have a question, sharks. 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 Yeah, why not? Okay, so I don't know if it's the thing you're supposed to talk about. So, like, when's you, when was your last run-in with a shark? 
just uh, about a week ago. I was uh, night diving for lobsters. Okay. It was uh, our lobster season is every month with an R. And so lobster oh, wow. season okay. just finished is in April. The, is that the rule? That's the rule. Okay. Every month with an R That's is amazing. lobster season. Wow. <laughs> so awesome. uh, we give some time for the lobsters to regenerate. Yeah. Uh, so the last night of lobster season, uh, last day of April, we went out for a few hours into into uh, under the moonlight, mm-hmm. and we caught some crab and lobster. And, and you're there was definitely a big shark cruising are, around. The are whole you time. are you scuba or are you are you free dive? Free diving. Okay, free dive. It. Okay. Oh yeah, free dive always. And uh, and what 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 was the shark? It was a white tip, so nothing nothing that you know nothing that spooked me at all. Mm-hmm. And I think. When I'm out in the ocean, I'm very well aware that I'm in their neck of the woods, yeah. and I have to um, do my best to understand their language. Right. Right? Because, believe it or not, they're great at reading our language. Mm-hmm. So if we like, start like, making like movements— and, Yeah, I got it. If we start making movements that resemble, oh, shit. Right, right, right. <laughs> Fear, excitement, right. splash, eyes open— that's all triggers for shark food time, you know? So, and so what you do, and so if I'm fishing, yeah. if I'm diving, and I got a spear and a bag filled with bloody fish, right? and there's a shark coming at me, instead of freaking out and swimming backwards and splashing, I'm going to turn towards the shark and swim at it. Mm-hmm. Letting, and it's like, letting it's him like, know whoa, yeah. that this is my food. Yeah. And letting him know that I'm... I'm a hunter just like it. And so and they immediately will will feel your energy. I mean, I've taken people out diving with tiger sharks before in the Maldives and uh, I had this supermodel, Miss Dior. Um uh, she was a Victoria's Secret angel and uh she wanted to experience this. So Greg Long, a big wave surfer, a good friend of mine and I, we we took her out and we came across this pile of dolphins and there was dolphins and shark, tiger sharks feeding off small fish and you know i jumped in the water with greg and we sussed out their body language and they were feeding and so they're a little more lively yeah right but we thought it was a good idea to get in and get them i uh get able to see their lively motions mm-hmm. and immediately they got in and like you could you could feel their energy of the, the shark's energy, mm-hmm. that is, mm-hmm. you know, because the girl was was a little nervous. Yeah. You know, and a good friend of mine, Marina Linchuk, she's awesome, S- super, super amazing woman, also an ocean guardian with her success in, in the fashion world. But uh, she got hesitant. She started swimming backwards and splashing. And at that moment, I saw the shark turn, whip, and come right at us. And what Greg and I did was we swam at it calmly, mm-hmm. and it moved away. And so uh, sharks are something that it's in the ocean. I always like to tell someone, you know, if you're worried if there's a shark around, there's a there's a there's a secret tip that mm-hmm. I've learned from some some kapuna, some older Hawaiians in my community. Mm-hmm. And they say you go to the shoreline, you calmly make a cup, fill your cup your hand with a cup of water from the ocean, mm-hmm. and you lick it, you lick that water. If you taste salt, there's sharks around. <laughs> <laughs> and, like when, and, and, and like when you're out there paddling out, because you know they live here. Oh yeah. Uh, all the all the big bad ones. Oh, yeah. So when you're swimming, when you're paddling out, do you just you just kind of not think about it? Like you can't think, you know. Think. Well, there's definitely signs that will make me be more cautious. 
number one, it's uh, murky water. Mm-hmm. If there was a big rain recently and the rivers are flushing out into the ocean, mm-hmm. um, that could be a time that uh, sharks get confused mm-hmm. because they rely on their sense of feel in, um, in electromagnetic or whatever energy. Mm-hmm. And they also rely on smell, not sight. Right. Right? And so... For for me, I I prefer I feel a lot more confident being able to see around me. Yeah. Right. And and know the area. If it's murky, you know I know it's a, a little bit of an added chance that a shark could get confused. Right. But if I'm surfing or stand up paddling, you know, on a big board, I'm not nearly as worried. Right. Now no. I wouldn't go night diving if it was murky. No way. Yeah. No way. I wouldn't go. Mel won't go fifty feet, twenty feet, yeah, fifty feet from shore. But, but because you, she's worried about the shark. Yeah, because she's like she's she's heard the word turbid water, and so now she now to tell her, yeah, it's not it's not in fifty feet where the encounters are. It's like twelve, <laughs> no, well, like fifty feet out. There, what it's yeah. in closer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I think once you get, you know, it's but it's those days. I think like today, right? It was a little. It was kicking up a little bit. Kicking up a little bit of uh, sand. Yeah. Um, maybe there's a lot of people in the water. It's possible there's, um, you know, sharks can smell blood from a one drop of blood from up to a mile away. Some, yeah. some uh, crazy shark experts yeah. <laughs> can say. So, you know, that could bring them in. Uh, but, I mean, I, I really try not to worry and try and really respect them and, and as much as I can try and understand them. You know, because we need sharks in our oceans. They are essential to the life, the health of our oceans. Yeah. And believe it or not, they're being... Uh, they're declining at an alarming rate. Sharks, and yeah. it's it's you know it shows a pretty direct result on the rest of the food chain. We, we won't blame Asia, but we can <laughs> if we want. Um, all right, so uh, a few more quick questions. Yeah, man. Where where are you ten years from now? What are you doing? Oh man, what a great question! Ten years from now, I'd like to see myself as Olympic gold medalist for the sport nice of, oh yeah of surfing and stand-up paddling uh when when is when is that uh is that has that happened so it's just been welcomed surfing has just been welcomed i i actually had the pleasure to compete on the olympic qualifying team at the pan-american games mm-hmm. and uh this year unfortunately i wasn't able to uh to make the cut mm-hmm. for for the team this year after a, p- a penalty that i received during competition so what well, didn't have to do with my performance had to do with a, a mistake I made, mm-hmm. and uh, I went to the journal that night hard to make sure I don't make <laughs> yeah. that same mistake again. But so I'll be going again for the for next year's trials to get into the team. Nice. I'm currently in a great position because I won the Olympic qualifier, the ISA World Championship right. title last year, and so. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to 2024 and 2028 is my goal for for the Olympics. And where are you off to next? You you take off geez in a few days, right? Yep, um I'll be leaving in the day after tomorrow on Monday mm-hmm. to Thailand. I'll be working with my employer, my main sponsor for the last 15 years, Starboard, the largest production board company in the world between their surfboards, windsurf boards and stand-up paddle boards. You have it, we saw your your boardroom, which I love the name of that. Yeah, um, which is where you store your boards. Yeah, and you have like about a hundred boards. <laughs> do you just like do you just keep them? Like do you? Like, no, man, it's crazy. I actually try and get rid of them as much as possible. If I if I have a board that's not getting wet enough, yeah, 
I make sure to give them away at my local coaching program. Oh my god, that's amazing! Hook them up to a kid that you know doesn't have a board, or bring it on a trip and leave it in a community where they don't have access to gear. Um, but I use a lot of these boards. I mean, my family and I run a surf camp and a surf school. You yeah. guys could uh, come and experience the lifestyle of a Hawaiian waterman staying with us at our four-day retreats or even our... Wait, so how would someone find out about that? Uh, MauiSportsAdventures.com okay. or ZaneSchweitzer.com. Okay. And uh, we have a lot of Your our... website's good, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I was sort of just like, you know, I, I always make sure I prepare for my interviews because... I always want to over prepare so that there's not like this lull in the conversation where I'm yeah. like, oh, what next? But like, obviously, when you have someone who's very interesting and 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 is used to talking about yeah, it, it's, it's yeah. a great, it's a great interview. But Thank so you, so people if they go to Zane Schweitzer, S C H W E I T Z E R, right? Correct. You got um, it. But if you start type if you type it in wrong in Google, it'll, it'll it'll send you there. So like a lot of cool stuff. And if people are coming to Maui. Um, they can do one of your surf schools and stuff like that. Yeah, right? and they don't need to stay with us. You know, we have a few bungalows on our property where we love to host our guests, invite them into our family to Ohana. eat off the land and the ocean, our Ohana. Yeah. Yep. And uh, But we also, you know, do daily surfing, windsurfing, stand-up paddle, hydrofoil lessons, private and group. And so it's I've something... I've been watching. Is hydrofoil... It's pretty new, huh? Hydrofoil's a new sport, and it's blowing up. It's, it's probably on wicked. its way to being the uh, world's fastest-growing water sport. So it's basically like a surfboard with... I mean, hydrofoil, but it's almost like with like a smaller surfboard a foot down and, and like another yeah. one or something like that, right? I mean, it really, if you could, if you look up in the sky and you see an airplane, yeah. it's like a really scaled down, tiny little airplane that's smaller than the surfboard, Underneath about three it. feet below the yeah. surfboard underwater. And as it moves through the water, since water is so much denser than air, you don't need to be going 300 miles an hour to fly. You mm-hmm. can be going 10 miles an hour, and that ah, thing catches lift through the it. dense water. Got it. And you're able to actually fly float fly like a magic carpet three feet above the water and it's an amazing sensation and as long as you so but you need a head start that the wave can give you right yeah so that's that's the biggest innovation curve this sport has had the technology is has evolved enough to the point now where we could paddle our own um paddle ourselves into flight right Meaning me on my stand-up paddleboard with a foil, I could stroke 12 to 15 times and be up flying and pumping efficiently, moving 15 miles an hour and riding waves, crossing channels, you know, to a different island. And at some point, you just basically, once you get up to speed, then you're kind of pumping with your legs, right? Once that board's off the water, the thing moves, and it's efficient. You could keep it going at high speed. And just with a like, galloping like motion. In, indefinitely? Um, well, it depends on how fit you are. That's, okay, that's what I say. Equipment, yeah. you know? yeah. Some are made for surfing, more performance maneuvers. Mm-hmm. Others are made for just going and moving in flat water and, and, and just driving with your own motion. So you could start you could start it in flat water? Yes, that's what Pad- I'm saying. You yeah. paddle into it. Oh, I see. You, totally. You don't necessarily need the wave. You could just, you could just paddle it's up to speed. It's more fun in a wave because yeah. you don't need to be working your butt off right, and, and, right, right. and pumping. But it's still an amazing experience to be able to oh, wow. leave from Maui and go 27 miles to Molokai across the world's rough roughest channel yeah, so wait, the so, Pailola channel which is which what how you did that with, yeah. with you did that with a foil <laughs> yeah man and so we're coming up on that season during summer we have paddle and channel crossing season and so in the next few weeks here we'll be having a lot of channel crossings like Pailolo, Kaivi, 
Um, those are between 25 and 35 miles. And the World Championships for Channel Crossing is right there in front of your hotel at the Westin. Did you behind us right did now? Did you take a break? In the middle of it? Or Hell you, no. Okay, no. you just you just keep going. I didn't set a world record taking breaks, <laughs> man. <laughs> so and so you crossed from right there to Molokai. Yep. We launched from Honolulu Bay, north uh, up north on the coast of Maui, and it, it it sets us to start with an angle of wind that pushes us towards Molokai. Uh huh. And so the wind and the ocean swell is moving in our direction towards okay. the Molokai. Which is, why, which is why there's the season is now? Yes. Okay, because, because the when wind the shift. wind picks up, it. it creates these sometimes 10-foot rolling swells with 30-knot winds. And when it's like that, it's not much work. It's more mentally okay, demanding than I it see. is physically okay. demanding because okay. the wind catches your body like a sail, and your foil is catching the energy from these swells that roll under you. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's so coming. It's so coming back, coming back. Be... We take a boat. <laughs> take an airplane or a boat. Okay. I'm. I'm actually. I. I did do a, a crossing back one time, and it was probably one of the gnarliest times we've ever had in the ocean. And you did it, but you did it. Yes, I paddled over there to go hunting with a friend. We stood up paddle with camping gear, our hunting gear. We camped out for two days with our local friends, Akolu Kalama and Chad Lima. I shot my first deer. We, we cut up the deer, had a big party that night. And then the next morning, we were like, should we do it? Should we just shoot it back? And we decided we were up really early. The conditions looked right. And we just decided well, it, to charge it. How far was it? Let alone. 30 with, miles? 27 miles? It, 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 where we started and finished, I'd say it was about 20. About 15 to 20. So the conditions looked right for, for as far as you could see. As far as we could see, yeah. yes. And so... And mind you, we had like 50 pounds of frozen deer and, and, fish, and fishing and hunting and that camping what? equipment. That you were bringing you were back with, to my dad. I wanted you, to, but I you wanted, were where? So you, you didn't have someone else bring that back? <laughs> you brought it back? I wanted my dad to be proud, man. I wanted to bring that hide. So what did you do? So what did you do? You put, it, you put it in a, in a, in a, in a backpack we, or something? We froze it up that night and yeah. then bagged it up, quadruple bagged it yeah. in a little milk crate that we strapped to the board. And um, by the, I mean, we left thinking this might be a three, four hour mission. It turned right. into a seven hour mission into the wind, into the swell, grueling with a big thing of meat that was thawing and leaking blood. <laughs> sure enough, there's tiger sharks For falling real? on our oh ass. Oh my God. And we got a thunder and lightning storm approaching from the opposite direction. And my phone's blowing up because my dad can't see us anymore because this thunder and lightning storm. Oh my God. And. It, it was chaotic, but we got home. We made it safe. Did you take a break? We were you, no, 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 no. You couldn't because you, you could were not because, because you were leaking blood. If, if we missed stro a st one stroke, right, we were sent backwards with because the wind and God, the waves was are going against us. So we oh had to keep going. Or were you else, like crisscrossing, or were you going straight? We were crisscrossing. It was really hard. It's it was hard to go straight through the navigating through those messy those water waves, yeah. and the swell and. You know, we just had to. I mean, we were on our on our knees, uh, paddling at times when our feet were were cramping. Um, but we we just grinded it out and we made it safe and we smoked that deer that day. We my dad fired up his smoker and we. You slept like a baby. Oh man, and I, <laughs> I still have that deer hide hanging up in my in my oh boardroom. That's crazy. You know, and, and that was a. Uh, still to this day, um, I don't think anyone else has done that. Yeah, backwards through the world's roughest channel, Dude, let alone with frozen meat. This has been a <laughs> a very 
very cool experience hanging out with another Zane. <laughs> um, we when you come to LA, which is like at least once a year. Yeah, right? I'll be up there soon. Actually, come back, come to the house, and let's do part two of this. Let's do it. Awesome. That'd so so follow Zane uh, on Instagram. That's probably the best way to to follow you, right? Totally. I'd love to invite you guys to subscribe to my YouTube channel yeah, and vlog sure. series. As so well. so the Instagram is Zaniac Z A N I A C one. You got it. And what's the YouTube channel? The YouTube is YouTube forward slash Zane Schweitzer, Z-A-N-E-S-C-H-W-E-I-T-Z-E-R. And uh, I've been doing these YouTube videos for many years now, but okay. only about a month ago did we start a weekly post Got for it. a 10-minute-plus And you'll be doing it when, like when you go over to, to Thailand. Totally. You'll be, you'll be doing it from over there. 100%. On all my okay. travels, all right. at home. Uh, we try and just give my, my community and, and fans a glimpse into my life aside from competition and yeah. all the extreme stuff. Of yeah. course, there's a lot of extreme stuff. Yeah, yeah, in no. It. no, your Instagram's great. <laughs> I follow you. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's wicked. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, Zane, thank you. We're going to stop recording and we're going to have some more drinks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Aloha, you guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back in a moment with more Zane's World. Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Did you know there are over 10,000 wine grape varieties worldwide? Here's to thousands of gift possibilities. My go-to holiday wine is Chardonnay. I love it with turkey and potatoes. Pile on the gravy. Let me show you our more than 8,000 party-perfect wines that are in your budget and out of this world. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you this holiday. Now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers! Man, how can you afford gas for that big SUV? I pay less for gas than everyone else. I got the free Get Upside Gas app and get up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're getting up to 25 cents off a gallon with the free Get Upside Gas app while I'm paying full price? You know it. People earned over a million dollars last year. You just got to take a picture of your gas receipt and bam, up to 25 cents a gallon cash back. You don't have to tell me twice. I'm downloading the free Get Upside Gas app now. Download the free Get Upside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code AUTO for a 20-cent gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 45 cents a gallon on your next tank. Just download the free GetUpside app at the App Store or Google Play and use promo code AUTO. Save money on gas on every fill-up. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code AUTO. That's A-U-T-O. Visit GetUpside.com for terms. I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors who bring our podcast to you free every week, specifically True Car and Pluto TV. Space. Please support them because they support us. Find out more about our sponsors in the podcast description of this week's episode. Welcome back to Zane's World. I can't wait for him to come out to our house when he comes to L.A. for his competition in Hermosa or Huntington. I think he's in Newport as well. And then we can show him some of our he's hospitality. so busy. I'm going to walk around our yard. I'm going to pick up. Uh, what are you going to pick up? Mint dog poop. <laughs> I don't know what's there. A like cat. A rose. A rose. <laughs> I'll set. It. I'll, I'll make it nice. Um, so uh, when whenever we are in Maui, which is someplace we come to once a year, and and, and really there's there's a, there's several reasons why. I mean, we shot several episodes of TV here. We have a lot of friends. We have a lot of friends here. Um, uh, new friends every time we come here. Don and and Charlie, we met. Oh my gosh, um, so fun. Who are um, cat cat lovers. 
who you know through yeah. your social media. We went and met them at the Andas, which is Don is like my hotel. Instagram friend, and yeah. she's always been so kind and so supportive, and she helps with cat supplies. And it was so convenient that she happened to be out here. Yeah. And then we went and met them, and they're so kinda, cool. But yeah, they brought beer for me. Um, and what? And chocolate. They brought this beer from Milwaukee called Black Friday. How can you can see you, that? I'll, well, I just remembered. And you can only buy it on Black Friday, which is pretty which is freaking pretty amazing. Man. And they make a limited look amount. At this, look at the and label. people wait in line. It says so. This one's from eleven twenty four. That would be the day after Thanksgiving, 2017. Not available tomorrow, it says. It's only available one day. That's it's really an imperial serious. stout aged in bourbon barrels. And they brought us a bunch of stuff. Somebody's going to be listening and want to know how to get that. And you're not going to be able to. Because remember, you can. You just have to, said, Yeah, you just have to wait until. Because she said, hey, we need to bring a bottle. And her husband said, wait a minute. Who is this person? Yeah, right. like Whoa, to see who, if easy, you were worth it. <laughs> easy. We, got, we have 17 of these bottles. I'm not giving mm-hmm. one to Zane. Um, so, so anyway, so thank you very much to, to them. So the Joneses. So we, whenever we come out here, which is about, like I said, about once a year uh, or, or maybe more if we can help it. Um, one of the reasons is because we live in Los Angeles. So it's, it's a five-hour direct flight. It has to be direct. Otherwise, you can't stop in the middle of the ocean. Um, to to Maui from Los Angeles, um, we we love going to like the Caribbean and that kind of thing, but that just ends up being seven eight hours with you know multiple stops and whatever. So, although when have we gone to the Caribbean? We went to Grand Cayman twice. Well, that doesn't count when it's all for work. Yeah. Anyway, okay. um, so so we always have people asking us um, about things to do in Maui. So we if if you go on to our YouTube Zane's World, I think it's called Zane's World Show. Anyway, just Google it. You'll find it. Although there's another weird Zane's World. Depends what you're into. Um, but you, but <laughs> I was just you, talking you, to Zane's mom about this. You'll know which one is mine. Uh-huh. I will tell you a few new things that we discovered. Because every time we come here, we kind of discover something else that's new. Um, we did a hike. Damn, remember the name of it. Oh, I have the paper. Yeah. Oh, we, no, I left it outside. We did a very cool hike that is on the the same side of the island. So Maui's kind of two islands separated by a, a valley. So we went on. See if you can find it. No, I know exactly where it is. It's outside on the chair. It's in that bag that I'm in. Oh, wait, you're saying it's out on the lounge chair? Correct. Okay. Where I should be. Go on our Instagram. It's there. We talked about it. And so it's a really cool ridge trail like Wailua Ridge Trail. We're not. We're not being. We're not being very helpful with our information. But I just always tell people they can just reach out to me on Instagram. Reach out to us on Instagram. Everything. We're we're happy to tell you what it is. Um, it's a really cool hike on this side of the island, and then on the way back we stopped at the Maui Tropical Plantation. Correct. And we've seen that place. We actually considered getting married there. I'm just not sure about if that was the same one because I think it was. we also looked at the called, sugar was, mill. It, Oh, that's not Remember? the same place? No, it's not the same place. Oh, then it's not. Yeah. But but anyway, so we've seen it, and then we just thought it was going to be like a touristy kind of a place, and so we hadn't stopped, and this time we were feeling very touristy. So on no, the way we back, feeling touristy. We were like low on our lizard count, and we were like, that's... oh man, there's definitely got to okay. be some geckos there. Okay, that's touristy. Just throwing it out there. Oh. I know that we're collecting for a good cause. <laughs> Instagram, I guess. <laughs> Pictures. So one of the things we do is we, yes, lizard kisses. We, when we come out to Maui, we have to catch one of each lizard. It's sort of a contest Mel and I have. So we start with the Jackson Chameleon going up to the Kula Lodge, which is a great place to start your day. Wake up early, go up there for breakfast. Macadamia nut pancakes. Oh, so good. Macadamia nut syrup. And they also have loco moco. 
which is a local, which is yeah, like an egg over mm-hmm. burger over rice, um, a very very local dish. And then you uh, or plate, and then you can wander around that parking lot at some of the the plants there, the small trees. And if you are patient enough, which has we've we've found every single time, but this mm-hmm. time we only found one, a Jackson chameleon, Correct. which are so gentle such gentle creatures Cute. and amazing pies, yeah. they just want to like walk around you they want to skate but they're slow like sloths and then so then a- another day when we went to the the ridge trail we stopped at the tropical uh plantation mill sugar spot and then it's the maui P- tropical plantation and on the grounds of the acres of gardens yeah is the mill restaurant. Yeah. So they just so, so either reopened or redid itself. So a year really ago. important if and you're a lizard name. catcher, which you probably are not, <laughs> there are these red plants we call the sawtooth plants. Because they'll cut you. They almost look like a like an aloe plant or like But a, they're reddish and they have teeth all along the edges. Saw, yeah. Th- that's where the gold dust gecko hides. And it's pretty much a two person job if you want to catch one. To get them out of the sawtooth. Because yeah. if you normally if not. you jut your hand in there to try to grab it you will fl- you can't remove your hand you will yeah. f- fuck up your hand yeah. on the saw which we cut ourselves because it's for our cause sacrifice sacrifice and so anyway so we were there we're like okay we're thirsty we caught a lizard um and we went into the the, the restaurant and what an a like amazing surprise yeah the away. food that we just sat down and had i think it was happy we, hour i don't know we had the taro leaf risotto which was ridiculous we had their version of musubi which is like spam and nori which is like seaweed wrapped rice which was incredible and then we also had the bao Mm -hmm. what has a different name here which is like a steamed Mm -hmm. like a steamed uh pork filled uh, manapua manapua Mm -hmm. um which you can also get as like a donut but the food was that's a malasada okay um which is a donut and and uh the food was like those three things I can't think of better risotto, masubi, and that I've ever, that I've ever had before, and and it was, so the food was amazing. Did you just make me so hungry. And then the cocktails were so good ridiculous. that my tie was ridiculous, ridiculous. Like it was the non-sweet, like almost fresh adult version, and it was so good. Are we supposed to have uh, dinner with the chef? At the tonight? West End tonight? Yeah. What's that dark spot out on the ocean? It's like there's a spaceship over it or something. Oh, wow. That's a cloud. Huh. That's not a good sign. Um, and so what restaurant are we eating at here? Do you know the name of it? Uh-uh. The one, that one we can point to? I at just... the West End? The West End, West End restaurant? What? What are you doing? I was on the tip of my tongue, but I'm wrong. Not relish, the other Not one. Not relish, okay. ocean or something. Ocean restaurant. Anyway, we're gonna go there, and we'll tell you about that on the next podcast. You forgot to say that if you do go to that plantation, yeah, you can buy duck food, and there's you can ducks. buy duck food for two dollars. Yeah, a huge bag, and there's ducks and chickens, and all They'll kinds eat of out birds, of your hand. And little ducklings, yeah. and they all want food, and they're so cute, and there's a huge there really is something pond for everyone that at you walk the tropical plantation in Maui. Because there's something for the children, which we are. There's something for the adults that we are. No, if you're like a kid, there's like zip lining and stuff. Yeah. Like serious stuff. Eh, I'm into into catching nature. Oh, and there was an ice cream shop that you can let me stop at. I like to command it for the amount of time it takes to take a photo. And then I release. I catch and release. I caught a baby duck. (laughs) (laughs) I did. Uh, After you did it first, by the way. Yeah. Uh, And several lizards. Um, So thank you very much to Zane K. Koa Schweitzer. As they would say, Zane Kekoa Schweitzer, uh, an amazing 
surfer and, and, and even better human being an environmentalist, and we're going to have him back on the show soon. Go to Adventure, A-D-V-3, N-T-U-R-E. That is our clothing brand. Uh, we plant three trees with every purchase, including the Kickstarter that's going on, and also the Adventure hoodie that is now back on pre-order in the store. Make sure you use VIP20 to get 20% off the already reduced price. And you know why we're doing that? Because yeah. because the people that are listening, especially at this point, still listening to our show, that are, are listening to our podcast, we mm-hmm. do the podcast really because we just like to catch up with uh, our friends who are the people mm-hmm. listening and meet new people. Because yeah. because let's say I, this this guy had the same name as me, Zane, and I wanted to like, I want to meet the guy. What was I supposed to do? Invite him to have a drink? That's a little creepy. Yeah, that's a hard one. So having a podcast just lets us meet amazing people and introduce you guys to amazing people. So uh, shoot, uh, can we give your email address? Shoot Mel an email at zanelamprey at gmail.com. And then when we get back, we'll have Steve on the show and catch up with with him. So next week, we'll have Steve back on the show. He's been up to, uh, you know, a combination of a lot and nothing at the same time. (laughs) That's Steve. He's like so fun to talk to. Steve McKenna. All right. Uh, mahalo. Thanks for listening to Zane's World. Check out new episodes every Wednesday exclusively at Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Be sure to tell your friends and don't forget to leave us a rating and review. Can't get enough of the amazing race? Then check out Now What with Jessica Graff on Podcast One. How sweet is that? Get all the details about this season as the former winner calls up players that get eliminated each week for some juicy mini-interviews. We accomplished more on Amazing Race than we did on Big Brother. (laughs) We were far more successful, so our crossover worked in our advantage. (laughs) Download new episodes of Now What with Jessica Graff every week on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Did you know there are over 10,000 wine grape varieties worldwide? Here's to thousands of gift possibilities. My go-to holiday wine is Chardonnay. I love it with turkey and potatoes. Pile on the gravy. Let me show you our more than 8,000 party-perfect wines that are in your budget and out of this world. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you this holiday. Now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers! Man, how can you afford gas for that big SUV? I pay less for gas than everyone else. I got the free Get Upside Gas app and get up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're getting up to 25 cents off a gallon with the free Get Upside Gas app while I'm paying full price? You know it. People earned over a million dollars last year. You just got to take a picture of your gas receipt and bam, up to 25 cents a gallon cash back. You don't have to tell me twice. I'm downloading the free Get Upside Gas app now. Download the free Get Upside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code AUTO for a 20-cent gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 45 cents a gallon on your next tank. Just download the free Get Upside app at the App Store or Google Play and use promo code AUTO. Save money on gas on every fill-up. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code AUTO. That's A-U-T-O. Visit GetUpside.com for terms.